0: Welcome to Innovating Music, a podcast from the UCLA Herb Alpert School of Music and the UCLA Center for Music Innovation. I'm your host, Dr. Gigi Johnson. Canadian Music Week had all sorts of adventures this year, but one of the more interesting ones was meeting... Well, I was going to say meeting Maya Codes, but we didn't meet Maya. We met Elodie and Paco, both from New Labs, who talked about how Maya Codes, a holographic 3D artist, was created from scratch. We talked about how the creative elements were decided, how to think about her personality, how to take a look at emotions in a hologram, and all sorts of other great conversations. So enjoy this conversation at Canadian Music Week in Toronto. Can you maybe kick us off to explain what you guys have done and then how you got there?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So at New Web Labs, we just produced the first ever holographic artist that is actually interactive. Her name is Maya Coates. She's holographic, and we perform real-time
0: animation in 3D in real time. So let me just stop you right there to say, for those of folks who think of holograms, as uh, going on the holodeck on the enterprise in star trek or maybe that's even their own what what is holographic for what you guys did Uh, what do you mean how would you define holographic for those who can't See it.
1: Okay, so a hologram it's actually a projection, a video projection onto a holographic display that makes you think that it's really there. So it's exactly like in Star Wars. Maybe you've seen Tupac at Coachella a few years back. Well, that was a holographic representation of Tupac and that was a playback. So what we do and why the project of Maya Codes is really innovative, it's because it's in real time. So when we're performing, there's an actual singer that's hidden backstage performing motion capture in real time. So whatever she does backstage, it's going to be represented on on the stage through the holographic character that we designed and created.
0: So this came out of what idea? What spurred this to be what you guys did? Actually, I'm uh, the VP of the company,
1: the real owner and like the, the thinker of this thing is called, his name is Yves Saint-Gelais, he's based in Montreal, and um, he's been producing a show on the Canadian um, television, it's called Ici La Flag, it's in French, and it's a topical show in 3D, so they're doing caricature of political figures, and they're making them do fun things, and it's really cool, and it's 30 minutes of animation that they do every week. To be broadcasted on national television every sunday night on prime time so you've been doing that for 15 years and
0: hold on right there so 3d so someone has to have a 3d set to see it or be wearing a gear or how does someone engage with a 15 year running 3d television show
1: it's 3D as in 3D animation so it's computer graphics so it's really on television it's exactly like uh, like using 3D in Avatar or any kind of um, TV show for kids now it's in 3D so um, they've been doing caricature of political figures such as Justin Trudeau so you have a caricature of Justin Trudeau and he's saying funny things and it's all scripted and it's uh, it's it's a big show it's been on, on air for and they've been producing it for 15 years now so um, And they had to develop a pipeline allowing us to be able to produce animation very quickly because it's based on actuality it's based on the news the whole content of the show so by Monday there's 30% of the show that's made of timeless content and 70% of the show that's produced within the week for the Sunday night airing so it's it's 20 minutes 21 minutes of of animation produced every week it's it's huge and um, so the pipeline was developed to be able to do this very quickly, and the next step was to actually be able to do facial motion capture at the same time as body motion capture. And this is why and this is how it led to Maya Codes, which is the first IP
0: of new Web Labs. So why Maya? And how did Maya come into the project? Because you're essentially asking someone to be both trusting and creative themselves. Yes, actually we did, we designed the
1: technology and then we recreated the content uh, because we wanted to be able to do interactive characters through hologram. So the fact that she's actually performing in real time, well, it, 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 it's going to increase the engagement between the audience and the fans and herself as a hologram. So the same way you would be attracted and you would be, um, you want to be friends with Dora or you want to be friends with Mickey Mouse and you have some kind of of emotional uh, connection to it, to a character, it's the same way with Maya, but instead of being just able to watch it on TV, you would now be able to talk to her and to interact with her because she's really live.
0: But she's a real person where some of the other things that have been happening with holograms out of Japan and other places are creating characters that are essentially compositions or or, or composites of different things and people. You're taking a human being and sort of throwing her forward as a, as a character as a character, or is this something that's only done live or have you done anything with teleporting her someplace else? It's, it's all a live engagement.
1: It's all live engagement. And actually the singer that we hired to perform for Maya was hired for Maya and not the other way around. We didn't create Maya as an avatar of a singer. We just hired a singer-songwriter for the project of Maya. So...
0: so- So how did you then decide that what would the character of Maya would become? I mean, so this was then a creative action that you're actually hiring someone to be the character you created?
1: Exactly. We're just casting an actor. It's exactly the same process. But in this case, since we're we're creating a singer, a virtual singer, then we had to hire also a singer that would be able to perform live so that you have the feeling that you're really watching a live concert, exactly like you would go see... Beyonce or Lady Gaga on stage, well Maya is there. She's performing live and she can interact with the audience the same way because it's all live. When she's performing backstage, she has monitors of reference so she knows what's going on on stage and what's going on in the audience so that she so she can really develop an interaction with everybody.
0: So, is she alone on stage or does she have backup singers and a band? What is the rest of the visualization? And can can I, are oh, you keep pointing at her? Can I, <laughs> she knows how to present this. So let me get that answer and then I'll ask you some stuff.
1: Yeah, we actually have uh, backup dancers and musicians. He's taking care of the musicians when we have a live band. And uh, most of the time we're still doing showcases right now. So it's more just the backup dancers, but um, in the full on uh, concert that we're developing, there's a live band as well.
0: So how did you get horn hornswoggled into this thing or how did you get brought into the project?
2: Well, um, at first I started by doing like covers for for Maya when we were developing the project, and after that I got hired to to do the whole album, and um, and yeah, we had like to to go through stories and to go through making her person, personality to to really make it appear in her music in some kind of way.
0: So, what type of prior projects and adventures did you have? Are you drawn to innovative work like this, or how does this fit into the rest of the work that you do? What, what do you mean? Um, what did you do before this? What type of work? What type? What draws you to things that you choose to do in music? Or you do you normally do traditional work, or?
2: So. Um, uh, um, I'm a musician. Uh, at first, I'm a guitar player for like twenty years, and I started producing music uh, like six years ago. So, uh, and then I met I met the team, and um, and yeah, the rest is. Uh
0: <laughs> so what drew you to this project, other than it seemed intriguing?
1: That it's it's exa- It's because it's a challenge. Like we needed to develop a music direction for somebody that didn't exist. It's exactly the same process as when you're a new act and you're developing yourself a mu- as a musician. So we had to go through this process to just try and see what would be the style of Maya. Why what 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 is she is she gonna say in her songs? Because Maya she's not a human being, so she cannot feel love. That's the best example I'm always giving. She can't feel love. But ask a songwriter to sing some things that is never involved. Involving love. It's impossible. I mean, it's something that everybody lives, everybody wants to talk about in songwriting. It's a topic that's very popular as well. So we needed to, to work around this and we developed the Bible, the Bible of Maya saying, oh, she likes this. She likes that. What's her favorite color? How would she react to that kind of question? What, what does she care about? That's the kind of stuff we needed to sit down, brainstorm about and then develop the music from it. So the first songs we've done are Virtual Love and Rebooted. So virtual love instead of feel, doing, feeling real love, you feel virtual love. And rebooted instead of just relaxing, she's rebooting because she's a hologram and she's virtual. That's the kind of stuff we had to, you know, to work around with.
0: So, how have you brought her out in the world? How has the audience reaction been? And how do you how do you market the experience of engaging with a Maya showcase?
1: Uh, We uh, did a launch uh, on Facebook Live uh, back in November. We launched her first uh, single, it's called Boomerang. And uh, we we streamed it online and we got a small audience also to to come to the studio because we have a holographic theater in our own studio. So um, we brought about uh, 60 people just coming in and see what's going on and just gather all of the comments to improve the project. Because obviously, it, it it we've been working on this for a year now. It's still a prototype, but it works. This is what the what's the good thing, you know? Done is better than perfect. So now it's done. We're out there. We're trying to sell her as an act in festivals, in private shows, corporate shows, that kind of stuff. Um, the comments that we had from the people were really positive. People are really liking it. We feel like the first phase of Maya. It's gonna be uh, everybody wants to see her because they're curious about it. Uh, oh my God, I can. Talk and can actually talk to a hologram. How cool is that? Last time I've seen that, it's on Star Wars. You know, it hasn't been done in real life actually. So the first phase, we feel like everybody's gonna want to see this because they're curious. And then phase two, we're more targeting the Taylor Swift crowd, like younger people and people, the millennials also, people who are are really connected. Are they? They gonna have? They gonna want to talk to Maya? We're building an app also so they can really talk to Maya. We're gonna also explore the VR world to, to put music videos and that kind of stuff to really engage on all of the cool platforms that are there.
0: So could anybody do this? What is proprietary about this? So I mean um, for a lot of new technologies they're cool for a short while and then people go what else you got for me? Um, is this something that anybody could do? What is the tech underneath the hood on this? actually it's a pipeline
1: that we developed so we didn't develop technology. We just took everything that was available and did, did something new with it. We had to rewrite codes of some part of, of softwares to be able to make it work. We have a very talented techn- te- technology uh, producer, his name is Laurent Abekassis. He, uh, he won actually an Emmy Award for Outstanding Visual Effects on the TV show Lost. So that's the kind of people we needed to have on board to be able to really um, to have it, actually, to build this, because it's it's not easy. It's not anybody that can do it. They they can do R and D, research and development, and they're gonna it's gonna lead to that. But for now, we're the only people who actually decided to do it. After that, uh, this can be used in so many ways. The technology we also um, we white label it. So let's say you you you're a brand and you have a mascot. I can take your mascot, convert it into a 3D interactive mascot, and have your mascot interact and pitch for you on Facebook Live, YouTube Live. They can host also or MC your, your uh, event, annual events, annual galas, that kind of stuff. So how about you let your mascot do the talking, you know?
0: So let me ask a couple of clarification questions. So when I'm seeing this, I'm seeing this on a flat screen, on a 3D space from any angle. Do I need any viewing implements? What's the human experience of being at a Maya event?
1: actually you it's exactly like attending any other shows you don't need any device to see it you're going to see it 3D from the sides as well it's a 45 degrees angles but it's it's enjoying just a show it's it's a it's the screen is seamless so you don't see it like you can be behind, you can be in the front, I'm still gonna see you. The the art direction and the stage direction that we did, it involves dancers that are behind the screens and dancers that are in front of the screens, uh, dancers who are transforming in holograms themselves. There's a lot of stuff that we can do and we play a lot with the back and forth.
0: So it is a screened experience though. So it's a translucent or transparent screen that there is then a projected image that it's affected by where you stand versus the screen.
1: Uh, it's affected by the light. It's a light projection, so uh, it's 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 uh, it's just a visual optic. It's um, it's I don't even know how to explain that. It's a screen and it's it's silver. It's lines, lines of silver that are reflecting. Like the projection is reflecting on the silver, and it's so bright that you you think that it's there. If you're standing next to it, you see it, and you see it from the sides, and you can talk with it. If you're standing behind, you can see it also. Like it's it's really well done. It's it's very impressive, and that's why I'm saying like in phase one, everybody wants to see it because they're curious about. What am I experiencing right now? You know, you can see it. And we do visual effects all the time. So Maya, changes her clothes in just a clack. Like it's really easy for us, and this since it's holographic, even the dancers they are playing with visual effects, so they can do whatever movement. It's gonna, it's gonna start um, stars or exploding in front of them, that that kind of stuff. So we're playing a lot with visual effects and Maya and the holographic display because it gives the the feeling that it's really there, that it's true, that you're really experiencing it.
0: Hmm. So I listen to this and I think so is is it that maya is the interesting element of this or is this a deployable engagement technology for any artist who'd actually want to be a version of themselves i mean have you kind of sculpted this to be a narrow initial window that could be then licensed or deployed to many people doing concerts or is there something magical about the maya concept
1: there's something magical about the Maya concept, obviously, because she's the first one. So she's going to be the first one to actually come in here. And maybe it's going to lead to other artists who wants to work with us because they want to use this technology in their own show. And that we're really open with that. Actually, we're, we're already working with other artists and Resurrection, as I said, like the two pack thing, it's a Resurrection because you're taking somebody that's dead, bring it back the time of a concert. We're doing that also with another promoter for another artist. It's going to be playback, but it's still this technology there's clearly something to it and it's gonna be a trend in the next years
0: so we look in this podcast a lot about music itself as a space to try to explore and the the opportunities and tensions with innovating in music is there anything about music and trying to do this in a music space that makes this unusually hard or unusually special
1: uh, well, it doesn't affect much the music itself because it's a visual thing. So it's it's just a component to your music. It's a way, it's exactly like a music video. It's a component. It's it's something to support your music visually. So I feel like the hologram, it's exactly the same thing. We did the music for Maya because we're developing Maya as a virtual singer. So we needed to have music to support her as a singer, to support the show. but for the other way around, let's say to music, I think Hologram would be a visual support to the music.
0: And how was it working with the companies you've chosen to work with? Is there elements of it that were harder or easier to work with trying to be a change agent in this space?
1: yeah absolutely as everything that it's innovative and new there's some gray zones and there's stuff that we don't know that we have to experience and say okay this thing it really didn't work we just trash it um we uh Actually one of the biggest challenges was when you have access to everything it's as worse as when you don't have access to anything. Now we have access to all of the magic that you can have on show and the purpose of Maya it's to do things that a regular singer cannot do on stage or else why would we do that you know she has to be able to transform herself as a dragon at some point because Beyonce cannot do it you know so this is what we're figuring out and right now I feel like the Biggest challenge is to incorporate stuff in the show that are going to be uh, visually impossible for the human to explore and to do.
0: What other? It sounds like you have the constraints of having no constraints, right? That you have opportunity because you're starting with almost a blank slate of possibilities. Um, what other issues come up with that? Do you have the issues that trying to even work with each other becomes a challenge because? you're trying to visualize something new in a new space. How do you work with each other and with your team on thinking about how to narrow down or explore what you're gonna choose to work on?
1: Actually, uh, we developed the character and then we decided to do the music around it. So we knew, as I said, we needed the Bible and uh, the content and then write music on her. So it's really, it's, it's, all, um, it's, it's all the same and it fits, you know? it's. Uh, it's really all together and um, so that that was the first step so creating Maya then the music and then they developed uh, the music style then maybe you can talk about it
0: right so what is the music style for Maya and feel free to talk as eloquently or as we're we're cool
2: so uh, the the music style that we choose is uh, like more uh, pop mainstream because uh, also for the audience and for this music style for Maya that was the best, and um, we also try to 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 always have like instrument going on to to improve even the show because at first it was uh, the hologram with the band to to have this this magic happening uh, on the stage, and now we are going uh, more in um, EDM uh, direction let's say to make people more dance.
1: With organic sounds, as he said, like we needed live instruments into it. So he's playing guitars. There's a lot of guitars. You can feel it. Like you can feel the, the organic in the sound that it's not only electronic as you would maybe think it would be with a holographic or virtual singer.
2: We have this idea that it, it's, it's like... Maya is is also creating her music so her inspiration comes from all the, the access that she has to all the networks all the music around the world so we try to get inspiration from from everything we can we we can get we have no limitation to a certain style or certain like certain instrument or like we can have some african uh, african percussions going on with some occidental pianos uh, i don't know you know <laughs>
0: So she's, because it's an interesting contrast because you have a, a physical environment you're trying to create that's an actual experience for the physical concert goer that has then the real sounds, but then she is of nowhere or she is of everywhere, right? So she is then able to pull from different communities or you could localize her, yes, that you could come into a community and have their version of Maya that matches with their culture and history.
1: Actually, we're already, try, uh, we're already thinking of when we're going to be in um, Latin countries she's going to sing in Spanish, because Maya, since she, she's virtual, she has access to all of the knowledge of the world, so she is supposed to be able to speak any language, so um, even one of the actress that's doing Maya, because we have two, one that's singing and one that's more the actress and she's a, the, the dancer, um, she's Japanese. So when we're going to go to Japan, she's going to actually perform in Japanese. That's just that's just the way it's supposed to be since she's virtual. We need to add that to the culture, to the local culture, and we've um, we've talked already to do a festival in uh, uh, anyway, it's 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 really further and it's it's another country that's really not the same culture as what we were doing in the music. And they were thinking, is it possible to adapt the show for our own culture? And we're really open to that. And that's that's the coolest part about it because we don't have the the, the most important is to stick to the brand of Maya. She's holographic, she's virtual, and she's interactive. After that, it can be adapted to anything that we want.
0: This makes me think of the Wiggles. Not necessarily that I'm a big Wiggles fan, but Wiggles being created then essentially licensed the character and localized it with local performers, but it sounds like you could have simultaneous Mayas all over the world, all doing their Maya thing with you're essentially licensing or franchising this but with your own well is it with your own companies or are you thinking that this is essentially a having other people license Maya as a concept and delivering it locally or are you planning to deliver it everywhere she goes
1: uh, for now we're still um, on the demand is not that big so we can manage by ourselves uh, if we're gonna have to adapt uh, when we're gonna have more offer that's for sure but uh, we already thinking like one of the biggest goal for Maya is to be able to perform at multiple venues at the same time because as uh, the only thing that is important is where the the actual performer is after that it can be streamed because it's just data that we're sending onto a holographic display so that data it can be sent to multiple displays at the same time so we could perform in multiple venues, multiple cities at the same time. So that's one of the biggest goals that we want to achieve for Maya.
0: Wow. Just sort of thinking about Maya then as a, as a social media personality where people are being personas anyway at times. How are you thinking through or, or enacting social media engagement for Maya as a fictional, already s- constructed character?
1: Actually, we're already st- doing this. We have a social media accounts for on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, the whole thing. And uh, what we do right now is actually we're comping Maya into real pictures. So when I'm giving, uh, I'm ju- I can be just there giving a conference where she- we're gonna comp her stand- just sitting next to me and she's gonna post that on Facebook. So um, I've taken pictures of people saying, hey, can I put Maya in your picture? And they're super excited about it and they like it. So we started doing that and it works really well. Like the people are liking it and um, it cannot be live cause it's a picture, but when-, when you're meeting her live, she's there, but if we do pictures, it doesn't matter. So we're just comping her into real pictures, real life pictures. And it's really cool.
0: And it's interesting because we're kind of at a time now. This could be listened to at any point in time, but we're at a time period now where Snapchat and other folks are and are talking about then essentially putting AR into your photos after the fact. So we're kind of in that realm with other people's work as well. Um, so you are on panels, doing other discussions. You're getting to see a lot of other technologies. Are there a couple of technologies or companies that are not you guys? That you're excited about because of all the conversations that you're having with all of this.
1: Actually, uh, the VR world, like we didn't touch it yet, because hologram it's augmented reality. The the virtual reality we're really interested in that. So we're we're. Slowly, trying, starting to discuss with uh, companies who are producing VR content to be able to um, do music videos in VR in 3D. Because there's VR film and live action, there's VR 3D CG animated. Well,
0: can you just stop on that? And we've covered this a little bit and a few other things. But what's augmented reality? What's virtual reality? And then what's 360 versus what's animated?
1: yeah absolutely so augmented reality you don't need any device or it can be well actually it can be with a device uh, but you see the actual reality and it's just an extra layer on it so you see your surrounding and there's something virtual in it so that's augmented reality virtual reality you're completely isolated into it need, you need a device for that and it, you're really into a new world uh, in VR there's two different um, angles there's one with live-action so it's actually filmed it's a real world it's like watching a real movie and there's the, the VR in 3d so now it's more like animation and computer graphics and uh, 360, it's, uh, it can be also in, in 3D or in live action. And it's just the fact that you can see uh, your surrounding in the same tape. So you can just scroll and you're going to see behind. So what we want to do with Maya at this point, uh, we want to be able to do a music video in VR. So you can really experience uh, the music in VR with the device. But also, what we want to do is to do mixed reality. So we want to merge augmented reality and virtual reality reality. So, Maya right now, she's in our world. How about you can meet her in your in her own world. So, if you would get backstage, you could get into a special box where we're going to install a motion capture settings. You're going to choose your own avatar and you're going to enter Maya's world to meet her for a meet and greet VIP after the concert. So, this is what we're thinking and how we want to use it. And we're going to work with other companies for that because this is really not what we do.
0: So other than necessarily working with other companies, what are other cool things you're seeing right now? You're out there talking to lots of people. What's the coolest stuff you're seeing right now? Um, the
1: coolest stuff. I've seen a music video of Chaz Cartier that was in 360 that was really cool. Um, and it's, it's hard to say because we're so, um, even the, the conversation that we have, the products that, that people are talking about it's oh, i cannot even talk about it it's it's private they're developing so i cannot like go too far on this i've seen really cool stuff like this this thing as i've talked about the back the behind the scene and coming backstage to meet her it's actually the company hollow jam that's based in new york that developed that it's mixed realities and we want to re we want to hire them with their own technology to di- to do this for Maya. So this company, they did this. It's awesome. Well, that and wraps it, up I've this podcast. Shows. Many really thanks cool. to you the, you
0: UCLA the, the UCLA Herb Alpert School of Music and the UCLA Center for Music Innovation for being our hosts well. of this ongoing so series. You can, series. Talk together and you can together subscribe to us in all world, the usual places, or you can come find us at innovation.schoolofmusic.com. Dot so UCLA you guys be 3 I mean, so, so this again, so to this, follow the I mean, part other of the adventure would be a three will be tracking down um, and innovating, enjoying the uh, music. You know, Thanks again. Chris Milk work, where you're essentially becoming a single celled creature all the way through being a pterodactyl, through being, I don't know if you've done his that whole. Um, so part of it is we've gotten certain things where you're beginning to interact, but to sort of think about what you would want to how you engage with all this together and do you what it really does get to be that blank slate question that you guys were saying if you have a blank slate what do you do creatively if you can be merging a character or a motion capture with your own self then you get to the creativity element where it's both the artist and the fan or creating the artist as you guys are doing it starts opening up whole spaces for things where do you see the whole spaces might be going beyond all of this?
1: It's really hard to say because there are so many trends and stuff that are, like you said earlier, sometimes it's going to be a new technology, it's going to be out there. And then the next thing you know, something new came in and it doesn't exist anymore. So I've, I haven't seen any, um, anything now that really proves the engagement uh with vr and ar with the community i've seen a lot uh, i see a lot of potential in the show business and entertainment in general and gaming obviously because that's where it all started Uh, but really the the impact of the vr and ar i haven't seen anything uh yet i i've seen tupac that got a lot of attention but it's not really engagement because he's dead and it's it's different you know it's it's not It's not the same because I I would like to see it uh, with on, in North America because I've seen some stuff also in Japan with Hatsune Miku. She's really great. She's touring. She did a North American tour. It's really so,
0: uh, sold out uh, North American tour.
1: A sold out North America. I tried to see it. I could never get tickets. It's really huge and people are following her and they talk to her. But even with Maya, that's, uh, that's where I'm thinking because Maya, she already receives inbox messages on Facebook from fans who actually want to talk to her. And they're really talking to her and they're like oh i, I want to become a singer what do you suggest me i should do where should where should i start and young teens who, who are in need of Friends, maybe, and friendship, and they're they're just writing to Maya, super like uh, happy and like oh, I can I do this? Can I do that? Oh, Maya, I've seen your latest picture, is so cool. And they're they're talking to her like not just once. They're talking to her. They're having a conversation with Maya. And I feel like it's it's the first step maybe of seeing this engagement uh, between the audience and Maya. We're gonna see further more as we're gonna be developing and gonna be producing the the show and the, the persona but uh, i've already started seeing some stuff
0: so we've covered a lot of stuff so far is there anything as we close our conversation that you would want to add or talk about
1: uh, i think I've pretty covers it all there's an album coming up uh, we have music uh, on maya's uh, page so um maybe uh, should i say
0: where things? where would where would our 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 vast numbers of fans um, want to find Maya and how would they engage with Maya?
1: Uh, they can go on Facebook and Instagram, it's the big, the biggest platforms that we use at the moment. So it's mayacodes, um, at mayacodes in both pages. Codes? Codes, yeah, M-A-Y-A-K-O-D-S. Maya Codes, as a code.
0: Yeah. Anything else that you'd want to comment as we close out?
2: I just want to thank you for having us, and uh, it was a great great talk.
0: Well, thank you guys for joining us, and thank you for, for meeting you at Canadian Music Week, and we look forward to
2: seeing your further exploits and the exploits of Maya codes. Thanks. Thanks for listening. You have found
0: one of our adventures now in the Marimel Podcast Network. You can find our shows everywhere that you listen to podcasts. We've got Amplify Music Conversations from the Amplify Music Conferences during the pandemic, Creative Innovators, and now Innovating Music. If you're interested in following up with us in any of these shows, please reach out on our websites, and you can find those in the show notes.